Ashley Brock, Ashley Brock reading Dolores Fawson's book, Gage, Chapter 9. Nolette hurried from the shower. Getting the mud and muck off her had felt more like a necessity than a guilty pleasure, while Gage and Mason were setting up the equipment so they could watch the interviews. Each second she stayed in the steamy hot water, she thought of nothing else other than what Mason had told her. You aren't going to believe what they're trying to do to Lynette. Lynette would be would believe it because she'd been dealing with them her entire life. She figured all three, Nicole, Patrick, and her father, were capable of pretty much anything. The only thing she could do was shower, ditch the dirty dress she'd been wearing all morning, and try to brace herself for the worst. She found a pair of sweatpants and denim shirt in the closet and made a mental note to have someone pick her up some clothes and underwear from her house. Her hair was a mess, but clean now, so she combed it with her fingers and made her way back into the living room, where she discovered the interview was already in progress. On the laptop screen, Nicole, Patrick, and her father were in the interrogation room at the sheriff's office, all seated at a metal gray table. Grayson was across from them, and behind the three suspects were six lawyers. Why are they all in the same room? Why are they all in the same room? She asked me. Shouldn't Grace be interviewing them separately? He took their initial statement separately, but the three insisted on doing this interview together. Since they haven't been charged with anything, Grayson agreed to accommodate them, especially since he's trying to defuse something. Defuse what? And Lynette was almost afraid to hear the answer. Gage got up from the sofa the moment she came in and stepped in front of the screen. He caught on her. It's not good, he said. Nicole and your father are trying to have you committed to an asylum. She was just tired and angry enough to laugh. Again? But she couldn't quite joke back the horrible memories of being there. Gage must have seen that in her eyes. I'm not going to let that happen, he sure. Neither am I. She let him know with confidence. She didn't totally feel. She tipped her head to the laptop. Can they hear us? Gage shook his head. But Mason... Can text Grayson any questions you want him to ask. Good. Then text and ask how they planning to have me sent back to that place when I'm not insane. Well, that figure that would prompt him back to the to that place question from Mason, but he didn't react. Schmidt Gage had either filled him in on, or Nicole and her father had some embarrassing secret, like being battered spouse, but she figured she'd keep it hidden long enough. Your father and Patrick have yet to say a word. Each one. They let their lawyers do the talking. Nicole, however, has been really regularly chatterbox. She says she has documents to prove her mentally unstable. Her stomach tight. It's a lie. I know, he Grage said. Mason made a sound of him. Our brother's wife, Darcy, is a hotshot lawyer. We've already got her on this. Yes, but it could take day, days, weeks even. And then it would embroil Gage's family even deeper in this. I call my father and tell him to back off, Gage, he replied. You think that'll help? No, but it'll infuriate him that I'm not begging Nicole and him to play nice. The corner of Gage's mouth went too happy. Don't call him. I don't want to give him any reason to send another hitman after you. She shook her head. We're not even sure he's behind this, Lynette pointed to the screen again, where Nicole was babbling on and on about how unstable Lynette was, but Grayson was a fool to believe anything she said. Nicole must think I found something on her when I was digging into those old files, Lynette commented. Did you? Mason asked. No, she said with plenty of regret she wished she'd found a mountain of evidence. So how do I stop her? Gage ran his hand down her arm. You let Darcy take care of the commi 
commitment papers. She said as a minimum, she could request an independent medical evaluation for you. That could take days. Should we have days? Lynette asked. Gage didn't lie, something she appreciated. He just shrugged. So that took care of her temporarily, but it didn't take care of the others. In the meantime, your family is in danger. Don't worry about the family, Mason. We've got all the spouses and kids covered. Are you sure? She, she pressed. Because my father and those two vipers next to him are dangerous and clever. My father made my mother's murder look like an accident, and I'm sure he can do it again. Again, Mason didn't look even slightly surprised. Can we prove it yet? No, Lynette answered. And trust me, if I could, I would trade myself for that confession. That way, at least he'd see the inside of a jail for what he did. And you'd be dead if you might are not going to happen. His hand slid from her arm to her stomach. That's when Lynette realized that Mason was watching them. His left eyebrow slid up. Well, Lynette's pregnant with my baby, in case you made it. But no one can know. Mason made a hmm sound. I knew you two were back together. Mason made a hmm sound. I knew you two were back together. We're not, again, said in unison. It's a long story about the pregnancy agent. I know how babies are made. Mason choked and turned back to the Not this baby, Lynette mumbled. The joking mood vanished. Her father, Patrick, and their relationship, respective lawyers, also didn't exit the interrogation room. So much for Grayson getting them to say anything incriminating. Hooking but a cold in butt, she stayed put. Made the maybe that meant she was going to give them anything something. Anything at this point. Lynette would take a crumb of information if it put them on the right track. Then that's when we've been done at the pay from a criminal, Nicole continued. She helped. Pace folded her arms over her ample chest. Everything about Nicole screamed that she was a kept woman. The surgical enhancements, the perfect hairstyle, manicure, and expensive wardrobe. But Lynette knew Nicole was no dummy. But she wasn't always loyal to Ford. Over the years, the two had fallen out too many times to count. If that happened now, Nicole and her father ended up on opposite sides, and it could work in their favor. I'm not going to stop Lynette before she ruins... I'm going to stop Lynette before... I'm going to stop Lynette before she ruins my reputation beyond repair. Nicole continued. She aimed a determined look at Grace. If you don't abide by that court order, I'll have your badge. Then she exited, her lawyers trailing along behind her. What court order? Lynette asked. Neither Gage, Gage nor Mason jumped to answer, which meant this was bad. Gage stepped closer to her. Grayson has 24 hours to ask you to the mental health facility for evaluation. Oh, God. And a Lynette's in reply. Darcy's working on it. Mason reminded her. Gage continued. Nicole pulling strings to get that court order. And Darcy's checking into that, too. He lifted her chin for a second. There's no way you're going back here, Peter. Mason turned off the laptop and stuffed it in the equipment into his bag. I've got to get back to the office and help out Grayson with the investigation. You're going to handle things here? Gage on. When this safe house is ready, I'm moving Lynette. Sounds good to me, Mason drawled. He slung the equipment bag over his shoulder and headed to the door. They can't serve the court order if they can't find her. The court order was the least of her worries, but it was worrying. Any news on that second hitman? She asked Gage. Not much. I suspect he came with Freddie Denton, maybe in a backup car. I had someone checking into that. Yes, no telling how many wheels were turning to try to figure who was behind this and what he or she would do next. After the stunt Nicole had just pulled, the woman was now at the top of her suspect list. 
course. It didn't mean that her father hadn't put put Nico up to doing this. It made Lunette angry and lightheaded just thinking about it, and she headed back to the bedroom in search of some socks. She located a pair in the top dresser drawer. Gage stayed in the doorway, his shoulder propped against the jam. Lynette sank down on the foot of the bed. Lynette sank down on the foot of the bed, the memory bed. And here she was again in the same room, same bed, same man. And her body was begging her to forget all her worries and seduce Gage. Now that it would, not that it would require much to get him on the bed with her. They were both operating on a short sexual fuse, but sex was not going to satisfy them for long. They had too many things to work out first. Heck, she wasn't sure, even sure Gage would be around an hour from now, more or less enough for them to dissolve a decade of hurt separation. I remember the first time I saw you naked, he said. It was on that very bed, and I thought it died and gone to heaven. When <laughs> that put on the sex. Socks. Gage, that's not helping. He pushed himself away from the jam's shoulder. It wasn't meant to help. He pulled in a long, weary breath, and he's down on his knees in front of her, his body in between her legs. Gage, she won. Lynette, he won right back. He reached up and pushed her hair from her face. Just that simple touch went through her. Always did. Gage groaned softly, slid his hands up the outside of her thighs and to her backside. We have some things to work out before sex, he told her. He leaned in and buried his face against her breasts. Just like that, her argument started to talk. But at least all the secrets are out of the way, he added. You know I'm alive and I know about your father's threat and the baby. The argument returned in her head because all the secrets weren't out of the way. Well, not one secret anyways. And it was a huge one. What? Gage asked. He was doing the mind reading thing again. And it would have no doubt pressure for the truth. But the phone rang. Gage gave her a suspicious look, got to his feet, and snatched the phone from the nightstand. He didn't say anything, probably because there was no color ID screen on the old style phone. Lynette waited, breathed, breath held, and prayed this wasn't bad news. She already had enough. Hendrix, you have news? Gage finally said. Sherman Hendricks, Gage's handler at the CIA. She watched Gage's expression and body language. There wasn't much in either to help her figure out what the handler was saying. No, Gage wanted just get that safe house ready. And with that, he hung up. Lynette got to her feet and faced him. It's not good. That's all Gage said for some moments. The informant who gave us info about the hitman didn't just give the information to us. He gave it to... He gave it and more to the drug lord, Samson Delvetti. Her breath vanished. She had no choice but to sink back onto the bed. Delvetti knows you're alive. It's possible. In fact, Delvetti might have hired both hitmen so he could test the waters. He could have sent them after you and then leaked it, knowing that if I was alive, it would get back to me. Oh, mercy. If so, then it worked. Delvetti had, many, had maybe figured that Gage would come back from the proverbial grave to save her. And he had, but at what cost? I'm sorry, so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, so sorry, Gage whispered. He pulled her into his arm. He saved my life, Germany. Yeah, but I'm the one who put it you in danger in the first place. She was about to disagree with that, but the phone rang again. He leaned over and punched the button on the base of the phone to put the call on speaker. However, as a precaution, he did not identify himself. Good thing, too, because it wasn't his handler's voice that greeted them in the song. Lynette, the caller said, it was her father. 
Cage put his finger to his mouth in a keep quiet gesture so she wouldn't answer. Lynette, Ford continued, I've called every number at the Rylan Ranch, so I figured if you're not listening, you'll get the message. I know that Gage is alive. Her heart went to her knees. Gage mouthed some preventity. Was this a fishing expedition or did her father truly know? I want to talk to both of you. For we have things to settle. Lynette wanted to tell him that talking wasn't going to settle anything between them, but she didn't want her father coming after Gage. But Gage stood and moved closer to the phone. Ford, what do you want? He asked aloud. Lynette nearly screamed and gave him a look that read, Have you lost your mind? Gage ignored it. I want to speak to you both face to face, Father informed. Now, I'm not far away, but your armed ranch hands won't let me onto the property. Good, Lynette spoke, spoke up, because I don't want you here. Yes, you do, her father disagreed. I can call off Nicole, but that'll only happen if you both agree to speak to me. Is that so you'll have a better chance of gunning us down? Gage asked. Despite what you think of me, I don't gun down people in broad daylight. I just want to talk to you and my daughter. No, Lynette stated as clearly as she could throw clenched teeth. And how exactly did you find out Gage was alive? Her father took his time answering as if he was giving thought to this answer. If you want to know that, then meet with, with me. I'll tell you. Lynette huffed. She didn't want to know it at the risk of her father trying to kill Gage or her. But Gage turned toward her, studied her a moment. I'm sorry. Before she could ask what the devil he meant by that, Gage turned back to his phone. All right, let's meet, Gage said to her father. No, Lynette insisted. Gage touched her arm, rubbed gently. Probably a gesture meant to soothe her, but it didn't work. She was far from soothed. She was angry, shocked, and frustrated that her father had found out about Gage. Now, the timing was not good. It might help, Gage. It might not, she was back. This could be some kind of trick to draw you into a fight. That's why you won't be doing this meeting. Gage brushed a kiss on her cheek and turned back to the phone. Meet me outside the guest house. Just me. Well, that too. Ford fired back. No deal. Whatever you have to say, you can say it to me. End of chapter 9. <clears throat>